let's go to Hebrews 5 verse 12 onwards it says for when for the time you ought to be teachers you have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil chapter 6 verse 1 therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ let us go on unto perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works of faith towards God of doctrine of baptisms of laying on of hands of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment and this will we do if God permit so we've been looking at these foundational doctrines and we, we've understood that it is the written and perfect will of God that every single person who has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior to be involved in learning and teaching these foundational doctrines. So Hebrews 5 verse 12 says the first principles of the oracles of God. We looked at the Greek meanings and we understood it actually means the original letters of the alphabet or the original ABCDs of God's word. And every person is supposed to be learning and teaching these things. Chapter 6 verse 1 says, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. We saw the Greek meanings and it, it actually meant the original teachings of Christ. I mean, these are the stuff that Jesus taught when he was on the earth. That's why if you look through, through, through the gospel, you find step by step Jesus teaching these foundational doctrines. Matthew 4 you see Jesus, it says, Jesus went about all Galilee, think Matthew 4 verse 25, teaching, preaching the gospel and healing all who were sick and afflicted of every kind of sickness. And then by the time you reach verse, uh, chapter 9 verse 35, it says, and Jesus went about all the villages and towns, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all who were sick. And as you continue reading, it says he went about all the different towns it lists all the names of the town so he started his ministry teaching in the synagogues teaching what did he teach on these foundational doctrines so we've been going through these and we've we, they, we see that there are seven foundational doctrines repentance from dead works faith towards God then baptisms doctrine laying on of hands resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment so we've been looking at laying on of hands but I just want to emphasize a little more on the importance of these. Why these foundational doctrines? This, there's this, there is another aspect of these foundational doctrines that is affecting each one of our lives. Why is this important? See, these are the foundations. That means of what? Of the Word of God. Hebrews 5 says, the original letters of the alphabet of God's Word. The original letters of the alphabet of God's word. Now what is the importance of this? See to, to explain further. I want to cover a little more basics here. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. This is one of my favorite scripture. And I'll always keep coming back to this. Alright. Hebrews. Uh, sorry. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 23. I'll just cover a little 
basics again i know you've heard this before but i'm putting you in remembrance it says and the very god of peace sanctify you wholly and i pray god that your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our lord jesus christ see here it says and i pray that your whole spirit soul and body be preserved preserved till when unto the coming of our lord jesus christ see jesus is coming one of these days all right he's coming if he delays his coming then we will have to leave this body and then there will be resurrection of the dead if not as we study further we will understand that our bodies will be transformed so in the meantime either till jesus comes or if we leave our bodies there is something that we have to do preserve our spirit soul and body spirit soul and body till jesus comes right so paul wrote this letter in the expectation that jesus is going to come any time then that was 2000 years ago right he was writing this letter to the thessalonians in the expectation that jesus may come any time so we are 2000 years closer to the coming of jesus all right so if he told them that your spirit soul and body needs to be preserved because jesus may come any time how much more is it important for us to understand this So first thing we need to understand that we are a three part being. The real us, the real person who we are is a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. The real part part of us, the real Joji is the spirit man. That's the part of you that got born again. That's the real you. Came from heaven. born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of god all right that's a real you now the real you is a spirit you live in this body the spirit part of you live in this body this body is a vessel or a house for your spirit all right to do anything on the earth you need a body see i can't take this cup without a body so i need a body and to control the body you need a soul to control what the body does you need a soul your soul contains your mind your emotions your intelligence your will will means your ability to make decisions your mind will emotions your intelligence all these together comprises your soul your soul and your soul decides what the body does all right and bible says in john 6 that god is a spirit and he is searching for those who worship him in spirit and truth searching for those who worship him in spirit and truth so we communicate to god by our spirit our spirit communicates to god who is a spirit with our soul we communicate to people that means what i am saying you are hearing you are judging you are analyzing it and you you are choosing should i receive it or not that's your soul part are you understanding 
With your spirit, you communicate to God. With your soul, you communicate to people. You make decisions what the body does. And with your body, you communicate to the earth. You make changes on the earth. You move around the earth. So, that's why we need to understand these three parts. Spirit, soul and body. The real part of us is a spirit. And our born again spirit is exactly like Jesus. Exactly like Jesus with the complete capabilities of Jesus available in us. In our spirit. Now to bring those capabilities out on the earth, it has to go through your soul. So your soul has to know what, what is there in your spirit. And that comes by reading, understanding the word of God. That's why the Bible says in the book of Romans, you renew your mind with the word of God, which is able to save your soul. You receive the word of God with all meekness. Why? Because it is able to save your soul. The spirit part of you is saved already. I'm just rushing through this. Sorry, this is uh, just to give you an idea. This is just a basic information. We have covered this in detail. I'll come back to this. But the spirit part of us is already saved. The part of us that got born again is our spirit. Is already saved. As long as we are on the earth, our, the soul part of us needs to be constantly renewed. Thus, the soul is saved only by putting the word of God there. Only the word of God can save our soul. You start thinking like Jesus. Now bodies will be saved either during resurrection or if Jesus comes. There will be a transformation. So these three, you need, you need to understand this. You need to understand. For our body to make the right moves on the earth, our soul will be deciding it. And for the soul to ensure that it is obeying the will of God, you need the word of God. Am I going too fast? Brother, I know it may be a little off for you. All right? But as you can come, you're going to understand this. All right? So let me repeat it again. Your body has to make the right moves on the earth. You make the wrong moves on the earth, you're in trouble. Which is controlled by your soul. Right? It's controlled by your soul, what the body does. And the decisions your soul makes can either be affected by what's in your spirit or by what's on the earth. Are you understanding? So your soul, if it is constantly renewed, washed with the word of God, what happens is the word of God will be able to pull the things of God in your spirit and bring it out. Otherwise, if you fill your soul with the things of the earth, you miss out on the will of God. Are you getting it? Because your soul makes a decision. If your soul has to make the right choice, you need to fill it with the word of God. So the word of God will pull the things that God has deposited in your spirit and you will be able to understand the will of God and perform it on the earth while you're on the earth. You need to know where to go. You need to know which job to take. You need to know whom to marry. These are things that, that your body gets involved in. Simple thing. Bangalore traffic. You need to know which road to take. 
not get stuck there and then think oh i should have taken the other road no the spirit of god can tell you hey buddy take this road take the go this way so these are small things which involves your soul making decisions that affect the body all right now i'm coming to the main part go with me to romans chapter 8 verse 2 romans chapter 8 verse 2 this is very important for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death i repeat that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death Now if you have an actual bible you can underline the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus and underline the law of sin and death. All right. The first thing you need to understand is there are two major laws that is operating that is number 1 the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus and number 2 is the law of sin and death. two major laws the whole universe is operating under these two laws now my first question to you all is heaven which law does heaven operate under spirit of life in christ right heaven operates under that law spirit of life is there any death in heaven no heaven operates under that law now where where how did this law be how was this law released hmm? okay let me put it this way the law of sin and death when did that become operational adam sin okay but it was there before that it got it was in operation when lucifer denied or became i mean denied god see the first instance of spiritual death happened when lucifer became proud he was thrown out of heaven see what is spiritual death is separation or means eternal sorry sorry your spirit is separated from god right now angels they are spirits now when lucifer committed high treason what happened he was separated right or wrong he was he he became the example of eternal death he is eternally separated from god that's the first instance of that i understand i'm going a little slow on this i want you to understand why because we need to understand what law we are operating under we need to understand this because this is affect every area of your life this is basics i'm covering so when when lucifer became proud and he desired the seat of god he was separated from god forever that's the first instance of death now on the earth 
Oh, now let's go back to creation. So you understood that part. How did God create everything? By His Word. By His Word. Now, what, what is the Word? Okay, no. Go to John chapter 6. Let's look at that. We're going slowly. This is very important. Verse 63. John 6, 63. Are you there? It says, It's the spirit that quickens or gives life. The flesh profits nothing. But the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and are life. So, it's, it, it basically means, what he's saying is, the words that I'm speaking unto you, they are originated of the Spirit and is full of life. Am I making sense? Are you understanding? The words that I speak to you, they originated from the Spirit and is full of life. Now, when God created everything, what did He do? He said, let there be light. Originally it is light be, he said, and light was. So when he said light be, what happened there? The law of spirit of life was set in motion. Now where did light originate from? Huh? God is light. But then, Bible says, go to John chapter 1. Let's read that. I want to show you scriptures. I, want to, I don't want to make anything up from my, of my own. John chapter 1, verse 3. Oh, let's read from verse 2. Oh, from verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made are you understanding that are you getting the picture and then it says in him was life and the life was the light the life force of God was light when he said light be the Spirit of God activated the Word of God, which was in the beginning. And this, the law of Spirit of life was set in motion. Light came. Are you understanding? This is very important. This is very important. When He said, light be, what happened? The life was set in motion. Life was set in motion. That's creation. That's why John 1 says, the same was in the beginning with God. The word that God spoke, the Spirit of God set the law of the Spirit of life in motion. And light was. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. What kind of life is this? Eternal life. Zoe, God kind of life. Now as believers, Bible says, we have that life. We already have. Jesus said, I have come 
that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now that life is in us. Now, go back to Romans 8. This is very important. The reason I'm going to this topic is because I sense that in this coming week, a proper understanding of this is important for either all of you or some people here, which is going to set things in motion. So I come here with specific instruction from God to explain these things because this is understanding this is going to help you set things to operate under the law of the spirit of life in your, concerning you, concerning your things. Romans 8 verse 2, it says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. See, first thing you need to understand is, as believers, we are operating under, we are supposed to operate under one law. The law of spirit of life. And we are completely set free from the law of sin and death. Read that again. It says the law of the spirit of life. Where is that? In Christ Jesus. Has set me free. It doesn't say is going to set you free. It says you are already set free from what? The law of sin and death. Everything that the world operates under is under this law. Is under this law. The curse is actually operating under this law. The law of sin and death. Whatever you see in Deuteronomy 28, the curse is listed there. It says the curse of the law. Alright? But the origin of that was this. The law of sin and death. See, let me ask you a question. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse himself, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Now, when Abraham was there, was the law given? No. The law was given under Moses. Correct? The law was given before... Sorry. The law was given under Moses, way after Abraham. So it says, the, it's talking about the blessing of Abraham and the curse of the law. So the curse of the law cannot be coming much later. Abraham enjoyed blessing, right? He enjoyed a blessing. So, how about the other people who did not enjoy the blessing? What law were they under? They were under the law of sin and death. The moment Adam sinned, he released the law of sin and death on the earth. That law was already there. But on earth it was released when Adam sinned. Am I getting, are you getting it? Are you getting it? So everything on the earth is operating under that law, the law of sin and death. Wherever you look, you see that law operating. But we as believers, we are actually set free from that law. Sickness is, is, is a result of that law. 
the law of sin and death. Untimely death, losses, disaster is a result of that law, the law of sin and death. But we are actually set free from that law. Are you understanding this? It's to build a clearer picture. You know how a plane lifts off? The plane. See, everything is operating under the law of gravity. We are standing straight because of the law of gravity. Correct? So everything on the earth is subject to gravity. So a plane is also subject to gravity. Correct? But then there is another law that supersedes the law of gravity that's called the law of lift. That is the law that causes the plane to go up. That supersedes the law of gravity. Are you understanding? As long as the engines are running and the plane is moving forward, the law of lift applies and it supersedes the law of gravity. Are you understanding? Same way, the law of spirit of life supersedes the law of sin and death. Everything on the earth is, up, is, is under that law, the law of sin and death. But we as born again believers, we are actually set free from that law. We are supposed to operate in a superior law, that's the law of spirit of life. Are you understanding? Am I, am I going too fast? This is very important. This is very important. As long as we subject ourselves to the things of the Spirit and the Word of God, we keep going up with the law of the Spirit of life. When we stop that, what happens is, we are actually subjecting ourselves to the law of sin and death. And those things in the world tries to come and affect us. Actually, we are set free from them. We are set free. Why? Let me, let me explain further. Where is Jesus now? Heaven. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. We'll come back to Romans 8. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1. Verse 19 onwards we'll read. Alright. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to, the mighty, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now look at that. Where is Christ now? Seated on the right hand side of God the Father, where? In heavenly places. Okay. And then it says, far above all principality, power, might, dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Alright? That's where Christ is seated. On the right hand side of the Father in heaven. Now, as born again believers, where are we? Chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. Chapter 2, verse 6, it says, and has raised us up together. Now, does it say, and he is going to raise us? No. It's past perfect tense. It says, and has already raised us up together with Christ. And what? Made us sit 
together with Christ. Look at that. In the heavenly places, where? In Christ. See, you are raised up together and made to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Look at that. Underline the word in Christ. It's a very important word. In Christ. Now you are seated on the right hand side of God the Father. That's your actual position. The actual position of your spirit man is on the right hand side of God the Father in the heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. Alright? Now where does the spirit of the, uh, the, the law of the spirit of life operate? Romans 8 2 again. Go there. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. It says the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. See we are in Christ Jesus. We are seated there in Christ Jesus. So when you are there in Christ Jesus, what law operates? Are you getting this? Are you getting this? We are in Christ Jesus, seated on the right hand side of God the Father. So what law applies to us? The law of spirit of life. That means everything that you see around us, the, the destruction, the killing, stealing, which is under the law of sin and death, we are set free from that. We are actually set free from that. That's a very important position to understand. We are set free from that. Everything in the world, we are set free. Praise God, brother. We are operating under the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now what is there in him? John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life. What life? Eternal life. And what is that like what is that like now? That light that life is the light of men. That life is the light of men. See, we are, that's, that's where we are right now. We have eternal life. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. So there's a job for the thief. Who is operating under the law of sin and death. What is it? Steal, kill and destroy. That's the job of the thief. But then Jesus didn't stop there. He said, but I have come. John 10.10. 10, what? That you might have life. Who? We. We might have life and have it more abundantly. What life is he talking about? Eternal life. Eternal life. He said, I have come that you may have it. But do we have it now? John, 1 John. 1 John. Chapter 1. Um. Wait, wait, wait. 1 John chapter 1. 
sorry, 1 John chapter 5. Verse 11 onwards. One John chapter five verse eleven. This says, "And this is the record that God has given us. It is something that is already done. It doesn't say God is going to give us. It says God has given us what? Eternal life. And where is this life? This life is in His Son. Where are we now? In the Son." So that's why we have eternal life. Now, verse 13. Uh, verse 12. He that has the Son has life. We who have the Son have what? Have life. Now, verse 13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. To whom is it written? To those who believe on the name of the Son of God. Why? That you may know you have eternal life. It does not say you will have. You already have. See, many people have a misconception that eternal life is something that you're going to have when you die and when you go to heaven. No. You already have eternal life. You are in Christ Jesus. You are in the Son. The moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came and put you in the Son. You are inside. You are baptized into the body of Christ. You are in the Son. You are in the Son. You have eternal life. So the only law that applies to you is the law of spirit of life. See, when these things try to come and attack you, Financial problems, sicknesses, all those trouble, all the irritations, anger. When it comes to attack you, you should understand, man, I am set free from the law of sin and death. I'm set free. When your boss comes and gives you or tells you, man, you may not receive a raise this year. You say, man, I'm set free from the law of sin and death. You need to understand that. You are set free from the law of sin and death. See, what law does the IT companies operate under? The law of sin and death. Why? Because they make profit of the world system. Are you understanding? So they operate under the law of sin and death. You are working there because God appointed you there. God appointed you there. Acts 26 says, He has set our boundaries. So where you are right now is because God set a boundary for you. You are appointed there. You are in the, that's why Jesus, uh, Paul said, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are not of the world. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Let's read that also. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. This is very important. We saw in Ephesians 2 that we are raised up together. We are risen with Christ and seated with Him in the heavenly places. Now, continue that here. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. It says, If then 
you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand side of God. Oh, look at that. What are we supposed to seek? Those things which are above. Alright? Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Your affection, your mind should always be on things that are above where Christ sits on the right hand side of God the Father. Why? Because now you are there. You are seated there in Christ. Then it says, For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. The old person who you were, which was under the law of sin and death, is dead. You are dead in Christ. But now there is a brand new you who came from heaven who is born from the word of God, which is spirit. Alright? And that person, that born again you, is seated on the right hand side of God the Father in Christ. Are you understanding? That's where you are seated. So your thinking should be based from there. The wisdom that comes from the throne. That's what we are supposed to operate under. Then let's continue. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, concupiscence, all right, all that word, all those things. Look at that, it says mortify your members, talking about your body. Where is your body now? On the earth. See, as long as we are on the earth, the flesh plays a part. Your body tries to control things. So it says you have to mortify. Mortify means put in the mortuary. What happens in the mortuary? Can anybody move? It's there. Your body doesn't make the decisions. Your body doesn't make the decisions. Your spirit man, which is in Christ Jesus, makes the decisions. Because now your spirit is connected to the life of God. Operating under the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. This is very important. So why? These things kept coming to me. God said, it's very important for you. See, wherever you are, whatever job you are working, whatever situations you are going through, in your family life, the things that operate under the law of sin and death tries to creep in. It tries to creep in. But we are operating under a higher law, which is the law of spirit of life. So we need to keep seeing the scripture, keep speaking the scripture. Man, the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. When those things try to come, just keep saying, I'm, I'm set free from this. This thing operates under the law of sin and death. I operate under a superior law, which is the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And that dominates. That's why Paul could say in 2 Corinthians 2.14, Now thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus, and causes and through us spreads the savor of his knowledge in every place. Just, just open that scripture. 2 Corinthians 2.14 2 Corinthians 2.14 Just read it. 
read it now thanks be unto god who always causes us to triumph underline that part who always take always causes us to triumph and through us spread the savor of his knowledge in every place the highlight here is always in every place always in every place what happens you triumph where in christ jesus see that again in christ jesus always in every place triumph in christ jesus in christ jesus why because you are now in christ jesus and what law operates there the law of spirit of life in christ jesus as long as you are conscious of this law operating you always triumph in every place as long as you are conscious of the or you are aware of this law say hey i'm set free from the law of sin and death when financial problem comes hey i'm set free from the law of sin and death my god shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in christ jesus so that's where i operate from i am seated on the right hand side of god the father in christ jesus my thoughts are on thoughts that are there above so what is there above the riches in glory so i take from there and bring it here on the earth are you understanding we are spirit beings our spirit our born again spirit is exactly like jesus we are in christ jesus now and we operate under a superior law which is the law of spirit of life when we set our thoughts on things that are above it is easier for us to cause those things that are above to happen on the earth that's why jesus prayed our father who art in heaven we prayed that prayer right may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so how can that be possible who does the will of god on the earth we right who is supposed to do the will of god on the earth we so how do we bring the will of god that is in heaven on the earth how can we do that because of our dual citizenship we are citizens of heaven we are seated in christ and also we are on the earth as the spirit part of us is seated in christ in the heavenly places our body is on the earth are you understanding the connecting point for our spirit to bring the things of heaven on the earth is the word of god are you getting it are you getting it what connect see how do you bring the things the riches in glory that is there in heaven how do you cause it to manifest on the earth let me ask another question is there sickness in heaven no so is the is sickness the will of god in heaven no what is the will of god in heaven health revelation talks about the tree of life it says the leaves are health for the nation so the the will of god in heaven is health is there poverty in he- heaven no is there lack in heaven no so the will of god in heaven is abundance now may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven now who is going to do the will of god on the earth we how can we do that 
when we know the will of god in heaven how do we know the will of god in heaven when we set our thoughts on things that are in heaven are you understanding your thoughts your soul controls what your body does the soul part so when you renew your soul with the word of god what happens you take the things that are in heaven and cause it to manifest on the earth that's why jesus said mark 16 17 these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out demons in what law does the demons operate the law of sin and death so how can you cast out demons because you are operating under a superior law the law that the demons operate does not affect you and the law that we operate in is a superior law so we have authority so we declare in jesus name out what is happening you are enforcing the law of spirit of life in that situation are you understanding this see what is the job of a policeman to enforce the law correct so when you say in jesus name come out what is happening you are enforcing the law of spirit of life in that person's life who was up, who was controlled by the demons are you getting this picture this is very important i know it's important because this is it is important for you this week you need to understand this when you lay hands on the sick he said this he didn't stop there they shall it, it ends with they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover sickness comes under which law the law of sin and death you who is born again who is operating in a superior law when you lay hands on the sick what happens what is in you life eternal life when you lay hands on the sick what is being enforced there the life of god the eternal life that you have is pushing out taking control over the law of sin and death enforcing the law of spirit of life there are you understanding that's why the sick recovers how can the sick recover because now life is being imparted that is that was in you you have eternal life when you lay hands on the sick you are imparting eternal life how through the law of spirit of life you're enforcing that law be healed in jesus name see that is an that is an enforcement of the law of spirit of life when your finances are low you, i mean when your finances are 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 less you say no in jesus name i declare and decree my god supplies all my needs what are you doing you are enforcing the law of the spirit of life second corinthians 8 9 says for we know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich yet for our sakes he became poor why so that we might be made rich now understand this i'm going to break that up now our time is almost up but i'm going to break this up for we know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich all right let me stop there 
He was rich. What law did he operate under? Spirit of life. Right? In him is life. He became poor. Now, where is poverty? What law does poverty operate under? The law of sin and death. That's why he had to die. He, he, he forced himself, he subjected himself to the law of sin and death. Why? So that now we, who are under that law, is now elevated to the law of, of spirit of life. And we are made rich. Are you understanding? He subjected himself to the law of sin and death. Why? So that now we who are stuck there is now brought up. The law of spirit of life. See, we need to enforce that law where we go. You say, no, in traffic, man, today was a practical session for me. All the way from Kamanahalli till, till around MG Road, it was mega display of the law of the spirit of life. I have to say, I mean, there's everywhere traffic. I say, man, I'm not operating under this law. Several times people almost banged at me. I said, no way in Jesus' name. I operate under the law of spirit of life. So there are angels guarding me and keeping me. So you have to, you have to keep implementing and enforcing that law. You set our affections on things above. That's why he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added to you. See, when you put your affections on things above, where Christ sits, you dominate the law of sin and death that happens here. And then what happens? The good things here on the earth will start following you. Just like the plane lifts off. The plane lifts off. On the earth, to travel from uh, Bangalore to Delhi, it's going to take you ages. It's going to take you days if you're trying to walk. <laughs> but when you operate under the law of lift, it just takes, it's over in a few hours. Yes or no? Yes or no? What happened? The law of gravity subjects you to things on the earth, which is hardship. It's not easy walking from here to Delhi. But when the law of lift applies to you, 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 you are superseding that law and you are, go, you are reaching your destination faster. Are you understanding? Same way, the law of sin and death, which is on the earth, tries to put you down, tries to make you subject to the things that operate under that law. But when you understand that, hey, I'm, not, I'm set free from that law. I operate under a different law now. What happens? That lift is happening. You are now superseding that and fulfilling the will of God the Father. Are you understanding? This is very important. This is very important. That's why we learn the foundation. It's called the ABCDs of God's Word. His Word it operates in the spirit realm. The word of God is that connection from the spirit to the natural. It's the word of God. So we, when we have a proper understanding of the word of God, when our foundations are strong, we will not be tossed to and fro. We will not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Our foundations are strong. We are established in the word of God. And we are building others up. That's why these foundational doctrines in Hebrews 6. This is a discipleship program that Jesus himself started. What did he teach his disciples when he was on the earth? 
these foundational doctrines. He taught, he started his ministry with repentance. He taught on faith. He laid hands on the sick. He baptized people. He taught them on resurrection and judgment. So it is important for us to follow the same pattern that Jesus followed. The first church followed this pattern. Acts 20 shows it. They taught the same thing. House to house and publicly. So we endeavor to do these things. Why? Having a proper understanding. And understanding that what law we operate under is very important. Christ has redeemed us from the curse that is associated to the law of sin and death. The curse started, uh, the, cur the earth was subjected to the curse when Adam sinned. See, when Adam sinned, did God curse Adam? No. He cursed the earth. He said, curse is the earth for your sake. And everything that's of the earth, including our bodies, became subject to that curse, to the law of sin and death. Now Christ has redeemed us from the law, from the curse of the law. So now we are operating under a different law, the law of spirit of life. It's very important. It's very important. When you understand these things, you target the root cause. You don't treat the symptoms. Sometimes you go to some hospitals, they just treat the symptoms. You may be showing a fever, they give you some paracetamol and say, hey, the fever will go. But the fever may be because of some other infection or some other organ being damaged. They may not be able to judge that. They just give you some paracetamol. Why? To treat the symptoms. We are not going to deal with the symptoms anymore. We deal with the root cause. The root causes for all the destruction, all the killing, stealing that's happening is because of the law of sin and death that's operating in the world. But we operate in the law of spirit of life because we are in Christ Jesus. That's very important. It is very important. That's why communion is also important. What happens? You're remembering, you're remembering how Christ subjected himself to the law of sin and death. Why? So now we can enjoy the benefits of the law of spirit of life. Let's go to John 6. You will see that. John chapter 6, verse 54. Whoever eats, John 6, 54, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Look at that. What is happening? When you are partaking of the, uh, of the communion meal, you are enforcing the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus into your situation. Are you understanding that? This is very important. You are enforcing that superior law by renewing your mind. You are bringing it in remembrance. Man, I am not subject to that law anymore. The old law. I operate under a better law. I move from glory to glory. I'm being lifted high. I'm seated on the right hand side of God the Father. That's where we are. That's our position. 
many times when we go through problems, what we try to do is we sit in the middle of the problem and magnify the problem. Oh, my problem is so big. Oh, this sickness is so big. But we are actually supposed to look at it from above. On the right hand side of God the Father. You look down. See, if you look at an ant, an ant is so small. Right? But if you bring yourself down to the level of the ant and look up, it, everything looks huge. Correct. Have you seen the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? <laughs> See, when you go to that level, everything becomes big. But when you are seated far above all principalities and power and might and dominion, every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come, on the right hand side of God the Father, in the heavenly places. Man, you look down at that problem it's like, hey, it's nothing. Why? Because now you are there, on the right hand side of God the Father, in Christ, operating under the law of spirit of life. That's important. That's important. When you look down at the situations on the earth, that, that law of sin and death, you say, hey, I'm set free. When you know your position, you know what law you're operating under. When you know your position, if you think that I'm just like everybody else, you are subjecting yourself to the law of sin and death. When your colleagues complain, oh, the new tax law that came, I'll, be, I'll have to pay so much tax. Uh, mobile phone prices are going up from next month. What will I do? See, what are you doing? You're subjecting yourself to the law of sin and death. That's how the world operates. You say, hey, I don't care if it, if it goes up 10 times more. My God supplies all my needs. I have the riches in glory to my access. I'm in Christ. Whatever I need on the earth, I just take it from heaven and bring it to manifestation here. It's very important. Are you understanding? That's our position. That's our position. You just take it. Know which law you operate under. I want you to say this with me. I am set free. From the law of sin and death, by the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. I am in Christ Jesus. I am in heaven. I am seated in heaven. On the right hand side of God the Father. In Christ Jesus. And everything that is in Christ Jesus operates under the law of the spirit of life. And I enforce that law on the earth in everything that concerns me in Jesus' name. Now you got it. I can see the lights being shining, the bulbs shining. I can see it. It's very important. Now, when you understand this, now you start shining the light of God. You start shining the light of God. When people complain, you say, hey, ha ha. Not for me. Because I operate in a different law. It doesn't affect me. See, when a US ambassador comes to India, see, they are subject to different laws. You go to the US embassy in Chennai, the moment you enter the gates, you are on US soil. What happens there is subject to the laws that govern the United States of America, not the Indian law. That is U.S. soil in Chennai. This is U.S. property. So what happens there 
is subject to the laws and regulations of US. Indian laws don't apply there. That's why you can be a senior of government official, but still you need to go through the same process. If they don't like you, they say, no, I'm not giving you a visa. Are you understanding? That's how it is. You operate under a different law. The law of sin and death that is happening around you is not supposed to affect us. It will try to come. As long as we are on the earth, it will try to affect us. Through the flesh, through the things that we see, through the media, through all these things, it will try to come and affect us. But we need to constantly renew our mind. We need to constantly say, hey, not for me. Not for me. The law of spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. So everything that is related to stealing, killing, destruction, it's not for me. For me, life and life in abundance in Jesus' name. I believe you got it. Our time is up. We'll pray. Father, I praise you. I worship you. I thank you, Lord, that we are, we are set free from the law of sin and death. Thank you that we are operating under the law of spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. We receive that understanding. Our lives will not be the same anymore. We will walk in the light that we have received. In Jesus' name. Father, I declare, none here under the sound of my voice will go, go back under the operation of that law of sin and death. In the name of Jesus. They go out with the understanding of who they are, where they are seated. Thank you, Father. And thank you, Lord, that we are set free from the law of sin and death. It has no part in us in Jesus' name. No more stealing, no more killing, no more destruction in Jesus' name. We declare life and life more abundantly. We release the life of God into every situation, everything that concerns us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.